Blog Talk Radio. You should check out the Sports Talk DT episodes Tuesday nights around 8. Um, they just launched a new website, sportstalkdt.com, and uh, they're gracious enough to, to, to link us into that. Uh, you can find our old episodes there, and uh, actually the live feed, if you're having a hard time, you can check out sportstalkdt.com. Uh, they're hooking us up, so appreciate those uh, those guys over there, and uh yeah, yeah, it's always DJ nice up in Maine. Yeah, yeah, a couple, couple of dudes up in Maine. TJ's uh, been real solid listener, just uh, checking us out every week and promoting the show. So thank you to those guys. And uh, all right, so just so you know, if you want to call in with any questions, phone number is 515-605-9898. You can also message us any questions on Instagram at Brickhouse Fantasy Radio. And if you want to find us after the show, search iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Intune. Just search IFM Radio Nation and our episodes will pop up. So today, as always, we want to get to talking about fantasy football, what it means for your roster, and we'll go over some games of the week, a little bit of injury updates for those 1 o'clock games, and take your questions. So... That's it. Yeah, let's get let's get rolling. Episode fourteen. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so we've had a strange football week. This, Holy this moly! Week with with uh, with some postponements, switch ups. Uh, I think it's making everybody a little nervous when you start pushing games out Tuesday because what happens? And this is something I kind of like to discuss. Like, what what do you do in the event in a fantasy football league? 
if you end up having a game or two postponed outside of an original week, the NFL is yeah, yeah. What 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 if to, what if what if Tuesday comes and they still don't play? Right, the NFL is pitching that they they will complete all the games within the 18 weeks, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be done in a single week. So that's I'm just kind of curious as to you know how how do we kind of approach that? Take callers, you know, and and questions, comments, concerns on on the topic. But um, realistically, yeah, I mean, right now it's fine. We, the NFL has done a really good job of keeping the games rolling, and um, but there's still like we're kind of in the fantasy playoffs. This is where people are really honing in. The people that that really paid attention and and were setting it all season long are the ones who are thinking about this. So. Uh, as of right now, with the Tuesday thing, no biggie, right? Because we just we get a little more football. Oh yeah, if they if they play Tuesday, like they say they're gonna, then the only thing that's confusing is both of those games are supposed to be on Fox, and they both come at seven p.m. Right? Like, <laughs> it, it would be nice if we could actually watch two football games Tuesday evening. Uh, now, uh, maybe I'm asking for too much. I don't know. Yeah, it could be greedy. Maybe, maybe. I, I apologize. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, but some people may think that. <laughs> okay. Um, what about uh, what about we get, we did have a couple of games in the books, okay, for the week. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy? Yes. Anything so far this week? All of it. It was very nice. Okay. Yeah, just making sure you're yeah yeah you're and it was nice how it was all like scheduled at different times so that, you know I didn't have conflict right mm-hmm. yeah Thursday Saturday you know not Tuesday at seven p.m. twice like what the hell is that oh my god it's like oh I'm I've digressed I mean it really just seems like they have the great opportunity to monopolize the Tuesday night television and, and they're blowing it right now. I don't know. Yeah, even like the Monday stuff, like they're throwing a game in at five. So I mean, but isn't that what they did? Is the, is the Cleveland game supposed to be like tomorrow at seven or six or something? Like they got that five, one good. Five. Okay, so they, they did Monday correctly. It's the Tuesday that they're all screwy on. Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. Jerks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have been very much enjoying the way this is spaced out, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like, oh, there's yeah. more opportunities to actually sit and really appreciate the full game and not be trying yeah, to exactly. between, you know, highlights and, and trying to make notes on now, you know, stuff I'll, you can't really I'll, watch. Now, I'll tell you, that, that Thursday game, because I, I had, you know, several guys on my – active fantasy lineup in the Thursday game, with it being a playoff matchup and all, I I couldn't enjoy it on the first watch. The first watch was stressful, like watching my fantasy points and then ESPN screwing up the scorecard. You're like, ugh. So it was like the the second watch was when I could actually sit and watch it and enjoy it because it was a good game. All right, so so let them know what happened because not everybody knows how you know ESPN believe you messing up your scorecard. Well, they had Harrison Butt kicker down for only two points, and it was just an error. Like he had eight. 
So, I mean, it's since been corrected. But, you know, I roster him on multiple leagues, and his score was wrong on multiple leagues. So, I mean, you know. It, it, yeah, it, I, noticed, you know. I noticed that earlier, too, in the game, that they just weren't adding points to his score. And, it, uh, it was weird because at, at uh, a little after halftime, when it was 14-13, he had seven points, like the correct amount of points. And all of a sudden, he goes down to two. He stays there. And, and like, it, it even said that he made two field goals and two for two on PAT, so eight points. But they just had him at two for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it did take – Normally they do that overnight. They make the corrections overnight. But this time it did take it was like a two full days uh, of of the wrong score. So I can see where people are getting nervous. It's playoff time. Uh, six points is well more than enough to decide a game. Yeah, you've had you've had more games at less than a point or less than two points than than probably anybody this season in our league. Yeah. So, yeah, six points will do you pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought last night's game was pretty interesting. You got the Patriots versus the Colts. And the first half, the Colts are completely dominating the Patriots. Um, and not <sighs> points-wise, um, you know, it was something that hadn't been done or the Patriots hadn't allowed in a long time. But they were yeah. just looking bad. I mean, Mac Jones, we've been discussing him previous weeks, and the compliment was he's he's just not out there screwing it up for everybody. You know, right. he's not really flashy. He's not doing anything over the top carrying the team, but he's allowing the defense and some of the other skilled positions to kind of carry the team, and he's not the reason they're losing. And for the first half – that guy was pretty much the reason he was. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 uh, I don't know, ice cold? Yeah, ice cold, ice cold. Yeah. 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 On, a, on a warm summer day, chilly. It was, it yeah. was ice cold. Yeah. And, uh, but I was, I was impressed. There was a little bit, I don't know, he, he got the right head talk, but there was a little bit of a turnaround in the second half. Um, I mean, he, not there, there was one throws, But he, he did better. There was one pass in particular in the fourth quarter where I was like, oh, my God, wow, he's got that? Okay. Yeah, he's like, right. yeah he, he was, like, running hard to his right, and then he threw it over to the left sideline. I'm just like, jeez, okay. So yeah. so, so, much, so much for lightweight on the arm strength. Like, oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't make that pass unless you got a rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I did – I did think that it was just a real testament to the Colts' defense. They wanted that last night. Yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan the, Taylor the played the huh? oh, Yeah, the second interception on defense was a, was a great layout, and um, and it just shifted that momentum that was starting to build from the Patriots' side yeah. in the second half, and it and it, it, it just kind of crushed it again. And it, even they still tried, and they still were doing okay, but that was definitely yeah. wonderful. And then, and, then the, and then the main event, the headline, is yeah, nobody – Wentz doesn't have to pass. He passed for 57 yards, you know. And then Taylor just put the whole 15 roster on his back. He, he put it to bed. He did. Go. He put it to bed. I mean – 
And it was it was good timing, you know. Just as the fourth quarter was starting, it was still twenty to nothing, and I was discussing it with a friend. Like, I mean, just for the fact that it should be forty to nothing, the Patriots are still in this. Was kind of my assessment at that time. And Absolutely. yeah, and then my friend's like, "Really, twenty to nothing?" I'm like, listen, they should be down forty to nothing. So I'll say they have a chance. And it was like bang bang, twenty seventeen. So. Yeah. Real quick too. Yeah, think. yeah. Like Taylor put it to bed, man. Like he really, he really did. Like that was 60, 64, 65 yard run. Like, ooh. Cool. Uh The biggest, the biggest, uh, I think, hiccups or issues in that game. There was an offsides call um, for Indy's last field goal um, that that he missed. Yeah, but yeah, really. Offsides, he got they got that cost him three points there. Okay. Yeah. And so so you're looking at a tie game, you know, with what what the pass were able to do. And then there was another couple of, you know, screw ups and and kind of bad plays from, from the Pat side that that cost him as well. But yeah, I mean I thought it was a good game. There's a lot of a lot of action later in the game that was fun from both offenses and defenses. So yeah. It doesn't really matter what type of game you like, you liked that fourth quarter. You know, I liked I liked it a lot, and and it was you know, and what you said about about Jones, like you know, he's been the one to not lose it for them. It, they they've kind of been moving through the season where no one's losing it for them, right? Like they like okay, maybe we're not going to do anything spectacular today, but we're not going to blow it either. And sure. I mean, stuff like offsides when the guy's out there missing a field goal, that, that, that's blowing it. Yeah. yeah. That, that really is blowing it. it so that's, yeah, they can't, can't, be, can't be doing that. No. No. No, no I mean, that's, for, yeah. What, what, what a, if they were holding? What, what if someone was holding on Taylor's 65-yard run? Like, that's the same type of blowing it. Like, just, no, unacceptable. Sure, sure. And I did kind of feel bad because I watched the, the run a few times and Hightower comes in and it looks like he has the tackle, but but Taylor put the shake on and cut back right and he just, his legs kind of buckled and he couldn't get him. He, he did. He, he, put, he put the shimmy out. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. He did. So yeah. really quick, I want to tie that into, so Jonathan Taylor was having, you know, kind of leading in the rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, consecutive games with touchdowns. Um, I understand that right now Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey and Kamara, have, they've all kind of been at the same top level of the draft boards. Um, but with CMC's kind of consistent injury thing, do you think for the 2022 season that his ranked Drops his draft as his ADP drops a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll or be. Do you think like, people are still going to just take him first overall because I kind no, of. I don't. I don't think. Taylor, no. I think Taylor is a, is a very fair candidate to just take first overall. So what are you asking me? Um, CMC, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. What's what's their draft position next year? I think McCaffrey is going to be kind of like where Barkley was this year, like mid-late first round. Um, okay, that's seven, eight, nine range. Yeah. Um, okay. I I think 
I think Henry is going to be like three, four, five range. Okay. Um, I would think Kamara will be the one. Okay. Is that just because of the PPR or you think? Yes. Uh, yes. Be like, because even though, like, Taylor has definitely shown he can make a big play off a catch the same way he can off a run. Like you're not going to get the receiving volume, but hasn't his hasn't his hasn't his yardage almost made up for that? Well, yeah, because of what I was saying, like he's fully capable of taking. If he has three catches, well, if one of them is sixty-eight yarder, then fine, right? But it. But even no, running, I, even I think, just on I the think, ground game. I think Kamara. I think Kamara is the one because he's passing game volume. Okay. Yeah, and both haven't been like both aren't missing huge chunks of time and stuff. No. Somebody's out a week or something because of a little. No, like like I would say up, okay. something something that may have a particular fantasy manager going with Taylor might just be like years of service, trying to get ahead of the curve in that front. Like, okay, Kamara's been around for a few years now. Taylor's a little more fresh legs kind of guy. Like maybe someone wants to go that route. But even even in that case, I, I would think the pick would be Dalvin Cook. Like I I don't think I don't think Taylor is a one, unless your league gives no extra points for receptions. So so let me ask you this: like right now, just position ranking for the season here. Taylor, Eckler, Patterson, Mixon, Harris, Fournette, Connor, Henry still in the top 10, um, Elliott, Pollard, Cook, Kamara's at 12. Okay. Kamara yeah. missed a month, so that's, that obviously needs to be taken into account. There's, there's going to be a points per game, you know, play that needs to be accounted for. Yeah. But, but the guys that are at the top who are staying healthy enough to only miss, you know, little chunks of time instead of full month. Yeah, time. half a game here and there kind of thing, yeah. Sure, sure. So, so, um, all right, so Kamara, you're saying, is the one. I think I think Taylor should kind of be in the one yeah. position. Like, um, I, I, he's I, done 313 fantasy points this season with, yeah. not, a, with not a ton of passing volume. Yeah. Um, Kamara's at 167 points, and even if we took that month into account, you would have to put another third on top of that. He would still be in like the 250, 275 range. Right? He would still be less than Taylor with that passing volume. So, yeah. Um, and who knows? A couple of big games. This is speculation, but I'm just well. Yeah. Making my well, argument, another making my thing. Argument. Another thing for like that I would hope would determine some of Kamara's value next August would be, like, what do the Saints do at quarterback? Right. Sure. sure. Right. Huge. Like, like, like cer- certainly, like, and we're not even talking about, like, because Kamara is going to catch more passes from a better quarterback, just from the standpoint of, like, if there's a yeah, more, competent, more competent quarterback play, now you're running more plays more first downs, more trips to the red zone, more opportunities right. for touchdowns. Like, So I think the Saints upgrading their quarterback play would have a big effect on where Kamara ends up being drafted. Okay, okay. Like, what, about, this, what about the – Simeon was garbage. Yeah, he had, had a couple of good games and then fell off hard. 
you know, like bumping mm-hmm. down the cliff, you know, hitting everything and, on the way and, down. And, and, and I don't want it to be lost. The other thing I said, like, if the league is awarding either a half point or a full point per reception, and you're not into Kamara because he's been around too long, I would think choice B is Dalvin Cook. What about Eckler? That's a risky play. Like, I, I could see someone doing it. I don't think it would be a bad play. Um, but I, I still think, like, just if you're trying to project, like, what's going to be the consensus opinion of the fantasy community, I still think they're going to hate on him. Okay, but I would – I would. the only thing I would argue um, – just for, for this particular, you know, one-for-one, one, the, the Eckler versus Dalvin Cook, is I would say Cook is the better running back. But yeah. I think he's dealt with injuries much more frequently, and that makes me nervous. That's what makes him a riskier play to me. I mean, this Not is Eckler's own Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't. He, he's, he's, he's earlier on. He wasn't when when it was the the Gordon Eckler. Well, yeah, that doesn't tandem, count. He was, he was like super light duty during that time. Like, over the last couple years is when the Chargers have been appearing to be more open to saying, "Okay, this is Eckler's backfield," and he hasn't maintained health prior to the season. So, like, if we're gonna have injury concerns about anyone, whether it be Kamara or McCaffrey, or Cook, like, Eckler falls into the same boat. Like, he's, yeah, he's been hurt more than he's been healthy. So, okay. Hurt more than healthy? Okay. Well, in terms of number of seasons, like, one healthy season, several seasons where he's missed significant time. So, no, not, not like more games missed than games played, but... When you're a fantasy manager, you want your guy to be healthy for the duration of the season. Maybe one game missed can be acceptable. And he's exceeded okay. that. He's exceeded that more than he's met that standard. All right, fair enough. All right, let's move on to – I wanted to – just because I really wanted to go over some of the running backs and, like, where – what they've done this season, where you kind of see their fit for next year. I mean, we're Harris. not going to do a full ADP. Harris. There's, Harris, top three pick. Okay, go on. Well, you got the youth stuff. Okay, like at any time, if you're if you're, you're con- going to be the type of fantasy manager that's concerned about a player's years of service and you know potential for you know running out of gas, basically, and you're looking at a second year player, that's the money shot. That's right there. Like that's where, that's where that's where Taylor is this year. Like. You're you're in that zone where okay you had your first year where you, you know you took your lumps but you still proved you're a good player now it's second year it's time to grind. So Do you I, think I, that his that position or that would change? I mean, I, I kind of feel like Pittsburgh hasn't been doing a great job on offense. Listen, I'm not talking about Harris here. I'm talking about no, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like the Roethlisberger has been. In, in the bottom half of quarterback performance. So what, is, what does Pittsburgh really need to do this offseason to make it to where Taylor has the opportunity he has behind the line he's got right now? I mean, 
Well, okay, so let, let's start with... The line's not terrible, correct? Okay, so let's start with this. If they do nothing, then his floor is to repeat the performance he had in a rookie year where he's a top five back. Right? So you yeah. start there. Okay. And then you say, okay, it's Pittsburgh. And a, they're not going to have a high pick. And B, I, I mean, it's unlikely they're going to go to a rookie especially because they're not going to have a high pick. So you're expecting some type of competent veteran-level quarterback play coming in, which it seems like whatever they do in that front has to be better than Roethlisberger. Like, they're not going to discontinue Roethlisberger so that they can bring in Trevor Simeon, okay? Like, like it's going to be an upgrade. It's going to be a veteran upgrade of some type. So they, that that can only be improvement for Harris. I mean, I I would hope they address the Harris is a top, top five top five pick or top three I, pick. I would think it. top three. Like it like it, if I'm I think that's who I would pick if I had the first pick. I don't oh, expect really? that. I don't expect that to be a consensus opinion. <laughs> like it's not something where. If you say you would pick Taylor or Kamara, like, I'd really care enough to argue. But it, for me, I think that's where I would go. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's a bad – I don't think that's a bad pick. I'm just trying to trying to include yeah. some of the other guys. That yeah. Really so I, I guess, I guess like, when, when I'm answering your questions relative to the other people that you name, I'm trying to guess, like, what's my – fantasy football magazine going to say is the top running back to be drafted, right? Like, I'm not really telling you what's my personal ranking. I'm trying to project what do I think the experts are going to tell me to do next July. Gotcha. Okay. So, but, but for me, where I would go with all that is hope I had a chance to draft Harris. Okay. So we're looking at Harris or uh, Taylor. We'll just call it Taylor, Kamara or Kamara. Kamara Taylor Harris. Okay. Cook. Now, Cook, Cook, who is currently ranked 11th. Yeah. Down, also, also missing time, like you said. Like he's he's an injured person. Correct. Uh, Correct. This season yeah. wasn't like as bad. Yeah. It was a little kind of every other week type of thing that he missed yeah. one two, three games. This yeah, season. but I I think like the con- consensus expert opinion is going to favor Cook. I think it's going to be Kamara and Cook is who they're going to be telling you to draft. Okay, so let me ask you this. Here's another name, and this is – is it just for one year? Is it just this year? Cordero Patterson. He's yes. ranked third right now, 222 points. He's only missed, I believe, a game or two. Uh, one game. I think he did leave – uh, one of the games early against Dallas. Yeah, I think there was a partial. Um, so that was so. We're, so we're calling that a game and a half. Okay, but only missed a game and a half. Has 222.8 fantasy points, uh, averaging 18.5 points per game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty big time. darn good, my friend. That's pretty darn big, good. That's, 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 that's big time. His first time really being put into a position to lead the backfield like that. I mean, the guy was a receiver. So, yeah, they give him an opportunity. He's a big boy. 
and he capitalizes on it. So next yeah. year, is he a top 10 or top 12 first-round pick? I think it's, like, even more serious. Like, when we were briefly discussing Kamara and, like, looking to see what the Saints do personnel-wise in the offseason might have a significant effect on where Kamara is drafted. I think it's, uh, like, that concept amplified by infinity when it comes to Patterson. Like, okay, if Patterson returns to the Falcons and they retain Matt Ryan and they don't add any significant personnel at running back, then, yeah, he should be a first-round pick. Okay. If he, if he goes to a different team, I, I'm not touching it. If Fair. the Falcons, he, if the Falcons draft the running back in the first two rounds, I'm not touching it. And, uh, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I don't think not touching him is – like in the sense of like okay if his ADP value is where you're currently placing it like in the top 10 or 15 if that's if that's his cost and they draft a running back in the first two rounds not touching it okay because right. we still got we still got so we got Taylor Kamara Harris Right, Eckler's still gonna have to fall. So, and Mixon, Joe Mixon, yes, um, has has played very well this season. He's, he's yes. done a great job. He's he's uh, for the most part stayed uh, upright and healthy. I yes. think he's played in his, every game. His his but, ADP uh, should be higher than Patterson's. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I'm just not ready to 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 sleep on Patterson after after. Like playing for a full season, like a full full season. Yeah, I mean, for and really me, competing is like, I, I don't, I don't feel that I'm sleeping on him. I'm just thinking more like this is a situation where the cards fell his way on this particular deal. Mhm. And, I mean, I play cards a lot. You do as well. How often do you get two deals in a row? The cards fall your way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, that's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Every once in a while, and usually yeah. you, you do you, you make good that 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 night. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, and, and I'm I'm really still struggling to say like, wow, I thought that guy was a wide receiver. Sure. sure. I, I'm really still in that headspace with him. Like, I understand that he did what he did, and that if he has an opportunity to do it again, then there's no reason to say he won't. But, I mean, let, let me make sure he's actually going to get that opportunity first, you know? Sure. Okay, so for another player that, that really was not in, inside anybody's top 10 to 12, Leonard Fournette. He's ranked sixth, right behind Harris, down only a point. Um, and uh, the guy has had some, you know, weird, weird seasons. But this season, I mean, lights out with Tampa. If Tampa decides to try one more year to keep everybody together and they do it, does he, does he fall inside, you know, the top yes. 15? No, of, yes. Of, of that, yes. Like, like, yes. So for us sitting here now trying to project it, I think it falls in the same realm as Patterson. Like, 
where it, it, it's kind of necessary to acknowledge how big of an if that is, like what you just stated, like for Tampa to retain him is a big if. But if it happens, yeah, that's that's the first-round pick. Listen, I, I think there's a lot of people on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now that are very happy with their win-loss schedule and the, the type of um, attention that Tampa Bay is getting, you know, positive attention for sure. their play that are willing to say, you know what, I could, I could just do this one more year. I mean, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, the thing that I see being a significant possibility with Fournette is, like, if a desperate franchise that's been terrible for a number of years wants to overpay past value for a halfback, is he going to turn down that payday? I mean, to look as good as like he, I think that guy has looked silly for several years. Not, he's 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 been a great rusher, but then they give him grief about not catching the ball or drops and stuff like that. And then this season, he's missed some passes, but his his receptions uh, per target are, have skyrocketed. He's actually learned to catch the ball with Tom. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because the ball's placed a little bit better for him, or that Brady seems to carry a confidence to say, hey, listen, you dropped those last two, and I'm still going to feed it to you, so you better catch yeah. the third one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean a, lot, for a lot of times, um, players benefit from just the general structure of an offense. Like, the idea that they know the ball is coming to them enhances their probability of catching the ball. Sure. Okay, exactly. and that's kind of where I'm wondering where yes he could make some money, but then you're gonna go to a team like I don't know, just pick something, Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, right? so like, well, who desperate franchise will have them. So, and and so okay, now you're Fournette, you've been playing on the cheap for two years, and you've done well, you've outperformed your salary, like at some point, like if we're just talking about like we're guys with jobs here, right? We all want to move up the vocational ladder. Up. So at some point, if he's given that opportunity, it's likely that he'll approach that opportunity openly. Okay. Like we're just talking about it from a guys with jobs point of view. Sure. So, like, yeah, winning's fun. Winning's fun. Being famous is fun. I mean, but I think the more popular opinion is to be rich rather than to be successful, right? And that's that's. Um, I mean, you, you'd have to ask Brady about that one because he always took less money um, to have the better squad around him. And now look at him; he's on Hertz commercials and Subway commercials, and so well, I think. Yeah, but okay. I think Rich, I think rich took over after the after the fame. Running backs don't get the same type of commercials and endorsement opportunities that quarterbacks get. Like, that's first of all. Like, they just don't. Everyone loves quarterbacks. Most people can't identify the halfback with his helmet and uniform are no longer on their body. What do you mean? Christian McCaffrey sells Greek yogurt, and I would eat that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Kamara's got a couple of of good ads out there, too. Not going to lie. 
All right, so yes, quarterbacks get the love time. They whatever. do. Like, like think of this: Baker Mayfield has commercials, and his commercials are the best out of all of them. But I'm saying, like, Baker. like on, you, man. like when we're talking quarterbacks, that. you can move all the way down the ladder as until you reach Baker Mayfield, and they're still getting commercials. Yeah, like exactly. running backs, like like okay, if you're McCaffrey or Kamara, you might get a little deal here, but like it gets it gets thin quick. So I I don't think the other players have the same opportunity for outside income the way a quarterback would. And then separately from that idea, when you're talking about Brady and taking less, like like yeah, it's less in the sense that he's the best quarterback and he's not the highest paid quarterback. So okay, fine, less, sure. But she wins. That's a high number. Yeah, but still, man, he for the amount of championships the guy has, come on, just stop this. No, he's, no. he's ranked. He was ranked. He was ranked half, like fifty fifty percent. He was like at fifteenth highest paid, sixteenth highest paid quarterback, probably most yeah, of his but, career, and he was still winning. But I'm he saying wasn't, like, he wasn't it, holding it, out. It, he wasn't creating drama. There's a lot of things that are involved with that, not just the number. It's the kind of light that it draws to the team, attention it draws to yourself. Money that it is taken away from players who are already making less than you. So I mean, there's, there's a lot involved with that. In that spirit, I would be surprised if any Tampa player did a holdout right now. Like, because you're right, they're they're just too good and too successful to start crying about that shit. But yeah, yeah. If, it. if an outside desperate franchise wants to come in and pay more than they really should to coach one of those players, I mean. Stop saying let's run it back for the minimum, you know? They're like they're gonna go take the check. And then they sure, wouldn't be sure, sure. So but whenever that point happens, like maybe it's next off season, maybe it's not, whatever, but So would I'm, you be surprised to hear that next season like this Brady's been getting what, like the twenty five million a year, what is it, fifty million for two years? And so this is fresh. So if he comes back another year, do you think he takes twenty million so that he they can disperse a five amongst two or three other guys who are looking for a little little bump or a little bonus or a little restructuring? Right, yeah, sure. He might Would do that something like that. Like I know that like they're gonna have to pay to retain Godwin. I think they franchise him, so at some point they're gonna have to either pay him the multi year deal or let him walk. Franchise tag for Godwin. Okay, okay. Right. So Evans is still good though for right e- now. Evans, right? Is, Evans is locked up. Like they, like it's either keep him or cut him for him. He's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Godwin is the big one. It's like they're gonna have to pay to retain at some point. I think, I think they're allowed to franchise him two times. So I guess uh, they can, yes. they yes. could do it again. But. I, I mean, don't think. I think he'd be unhappy. I think that would, that might create a little issue. But still, the franchise tag is not always. It's usually a pretty decent number. You know. Oh, it's a nice not number. Like I said, like if Tampa does as well as I expect them to do at, for for the season, then I'd be shocked if any of them did like some dramatic holdout stuff. But that like Brown. What about Antonio Brown? This guy, he's I mean, coming back. Oh, that's that's something. Yeah, uh, that's, okay. If, if he's not coming like, back from suspension. Yeah, if he's if he's not excommunicated from the NFL, then he's going to re- remain with Tampa for a minimum because, like, 
with all the no, missed yeah, time, but like with all the time yeah. missed this year, I I don't think it's likely that a franchise becomes desperate to offer him a bunch of money. Correct, and I think the relationships with Tampa. Look, yeah, you know, I think I don't think Tampa is in danger of a team poaching him. Okay. Yeah. Before that, I, I really think that's a real possibility. I mean, because of everything you're saying, how well he's done. Like, yeah, someone's going to want to pay for that. Wow, how about how about this guy, DeAndre Swift? Mm. Right. Like, if we're if we're living in a world where the whole first round, 1 through 12, is running backs because get your running backs early, please, you know? If we're living in that world, I mean, how close is he to a first-round pick to you? Pretty close, right? Uh, to me, yeah. I, like, there was some really, really awesome flashes of wanting to say yes to that question, but I don't say no. I think that he is a – I think I really at best he's going to be a second round pick to me. Okay. Like I, I think I think I think mid to late second round yeah. is where I would say yes, please, I'll take me some of that. But <clears throat> there's been some time missed with him. You know, like okay, yeah. so what what position are you really considering him and who are you taking him over? You know, if you're talking about out of a 12 team league, you know, and you're the ninth pick. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, that that's the area where I start like that, that. That, that's the area where I start looking at him. Um the player from this this most recent draft I'd compare him to is Joe Mixon. Like where we, we kinda know like yeah, statistically like he is the appropriate pick in this ten, eleven, twelve area, but we're all kind of nervous about it. Right, yeah. like, like I think yeah. that's kind of what DeAndre Swift is going to be in next year's draft. He's like the Julio Jones of of, uh, <laughs> of running backs sometimes, though, because a lot of the guys there hasn't there hasn't been a ton of players who constantly carry such a heavy injury designator. You know? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, yes. There, there. Listen, all every single running back on our list of the top fifteen have been had a little red letter next to their name at some point during the season. It's okay. But I'm saying every week it's like game time decision. It's not like there's never a morning you wake up on Sunday and it's just gone, right? Or Saturday afternoon you're trying to set a lineup and you notice, hey, there's no designator there. I mean, the guy the guy is just constantly making me nervous. And so play-wise, he's done, he's done great, especially, you know, on a, a not super solid offense. Um, it's just been it's just been rough for the Lions for a little bit. That's all. And and so oh, he's done. He's proven to be good enough to still provide and produce for fantasy value. So yeah, I, I get you. It's there. I still think, um, you know, you start talking about Taylor Eckler, Patterson, Mixon, Harris, Fournette, uh, James Connor's another one who's who was good before. And then look like crap when they weren't really utilizing him, and now all of a sudden he's looking a little bit more like his old self. Um, still up there, Derrick Henry, um, Elliot Kamara. I mean, there's a lot of names, and I'm wondering at what point uh, Swift over the names you know previously mentioned. Okay. So that's, well, 
I know? mean, for, for me, like the the heavy names that you just named, like Kamara, you know, Henry, Eckler, the big ones, of course I'm taking them before I take Swift. But I would probably pick Swift before I pick Patterson. Um, mm. I, would, I, I would certainly pick him before I pick James Conner. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the Connor, I think him and Connor seem to fall to me like in the same category. Like, yeah, um, both can really produce or underproduce. The, yeah, there's been I injury mean, stuff for both. Okay, of them too, I, so. here's here's one area where I think they differentiate is like going back to what we touched on with a couple of the other guys, like waiting to see what what the franchise does with their personnel in the off season. I feel like there's a lot more in limbo for guys like Connor than Swift. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Detroit yeah. is looking like, okay, we know who our running back is going to be for the next three years. Like, I don't think Arizona is that solid on Connor. Like, I'm sure they're happy to have him right now, and they're pleased with what he's done this year. But for the fact that he's been around several years, he's had plenty of opportunity to – have a job and hold it down, and he hasn't done that. He's really looked at that way by his employer, the same way Swift is. Okay. Um, Gibson. Gibson is up Gibson. there with Swift. Washington. Yeah. Washington knows who their halfback is for the next three years. That was yep. That was my next right? name. Was, was yes. Yeah. Now, if the Cardinals are one of these teams that wants to overpay for Fournette. I could see that. If the Cardinals draft the running back in the first two rounds, I could see that. Like, Detroit's not drafting a running back in the first two rounds, bro. No. There's too many needs other places. They're spend significant salary allocation on additional running back debts. Like, I promise neither of those things are going to happen here in the offseason. For Arizona – yeah, they might spend on running back, and they might draft the running back. Like, you know, it's possible. And certainly more so than it is for Detroit or Washington. True, true, true. Um, another couple – there's just a couple more names. I won't go, like, down the list too far. Um, no, it's I like, I like this. it. There's, there's some names that I feel like, you know, are that should be in contention for that first – you know, first to second round picks that either maybe didn't play. Like, okay, for example, bring up um, Elijah Mitchell. Okay, when he's playing, the guys are really good. He is. But okay, he's, he's dealt with the injury bug almost more than than a lot of. I mean, so it's just been like a let, weird. Let's try to contextualize that one. Okay. Let, let's use Raheem Mostert as the template, right? Because he kind of fit that description. Sure. You know, like like as far as a player, like, okay, if he plays, we expect big points. If he plays, portion of the sentence is written in all caps with a Sharpie. Right. Right? So, I mean, in our league, he was picked in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. And I think he's better than a fifth-round pick. I mean, like, even if, like, we would pick Mitchell before the fifth round, I still think, like, that's kind of where the over-under goes for him. 
Okay. All right. Like, I, like hear I, you. I think I think people would probably start getting aggressive with wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends before they look at Mitchell. Okay, and then so in that category, just because there's like some similar um, kind of area, and like right now Mitchell's 25th. What about David Montgomery? I mean, he's I would say I would take him over Mitchell, but David Montgomery should be a top 20 pick. He's ranked 27th right now because like, there was a yes, huge chunk no, of time like, like, okay, the non-running backs that should be going ahead of him is a very short list. It includes zero quarterbacks, okay? And then, yeah. like, and then you're talking about, like, the elite, elite of wide receivers and, like, Travis Kelsey and maybe, maybe if you're feeling hot with a Mark Andrews or a Kyle Pitts kind of deal. But even that would be kind of eccentric. Okay. Okay. I think yeah, we're like, in agreement. On, yeah. On that. Like, like I, I don't think he belongs like in a discussion. Like, well, would you pick DeAndre Swift or Austin Eckler or Najee Harris? Like, no. no. I don't think Montgomery goes that high. But like, yeah. But top twenty, top twenty lock. Like, if your league isn't picking him in the top twenty, you should draft him and feel very good about it. Yeah. Agreed. 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 He missed five games. And I believe there was two of those game, two games that he did play. I kind of feel like they just forced him to play it. Um, it it looked like he was a little slower hurt. It was kind of like watching Zeke uh, two or three yeah. weeks ago. Where he just, he just looked like he was that painful? Like just watching Zeke play, like man, we really believe he's better than this. He looks like athletically damaged right now. And there you go with another like kind of conundrum here is what you do. Uh, currently, right now, ranked uh, ninth and tenth is Zeke and Pollard. Um, I'm picking Pollard in the third round, and I'm not touching Zeke. Okay. Like, like assuming that they're both still on the Cowboys next year, which I think is fair to yeah. assume. That, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but so like, and, and I, I yeah. think I think where Zeke ends up falling is in that 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 kind of spot. And I I don't think I'd be ready to pick him that high. And then when it comes to Pollard, like, I'd probably go with the, the David Montgomery kind of guy first. Yeah, I, again, look at us agreeing on multiple topics in a row. I mean, I we have we, we, been we, like – we're, I mean, we are good at this, and, and really, like, we talk about all these discussions, like, in our private time for our own entertainment, and the amount of things we actually disagree on compared to the agreed points is, like, like, like the, the agrees drastically outnumber the disagrees. Of course, we spend more time discussing the disagrees. Because oh, yeah, because the, the agreements are boring subjects. Hey, what do you think? Do you think Austin Eckler is good at football? Hell yeah, me too. All right, next topic. High five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I get you a beer? Like, I think that's it. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah we, we like it feels like we disagree a lot because that's where we spend the time in our discussions. Like, because that's what a discussion is. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so wait, this is this. 
he got me laughing, and I uh, I was talking to a buddy, and threw out a good dad joke here. Okay. Um. So Urban Meyer gets fired this this week. Thursday. Um, Jacksonville wins on Sunday. It, Jacksonville, first of all, yeah, Jacksonville wins on Sunday. But, uh, Urban take the over. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Urban Meyer. Take the over on passing yards. Do like, like, bet Jacksonville everything this weekend. That's my gambling advice. Yeah. James Robinson, play of the week. Oh, that yes, yes. Oh, with, DFS with player of the week, James Robinson. Yes, yes. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, I may be wrong. He may be just down after the season and how things played out, but I think if there's a, no, a week I, 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 run I, angry. I, I think everyone in a uniform today is going to be like, yes, that old curmudgeon's gone. Let's go play some football. So he says so – you know, some things about the coaching staff being losers and he's like a winner, right? That yeah. one I thought was kind of funny. And uh and then <laughs> and then he's benching players that he should never be benching. I don't know if it's like an attitude or proven proven people like you know, who's boss. No, he, the, he's just the, a jackass. That's all it is. Then 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 I see this report come out where Josh Lambeau, their kicker, explains and here's the kicker here. Oh, he kicks no. The kicker. He kicks he the kicker. He kicks the kicker. Right? <laughs> oh, um, no. That was bad. I know. But it was really – I was cracking up, man, because the guy's sitting there oh, in yeah. the lunge position stretching, and the coach kicks him in the leg and says, like, how about we start making some kicks? I don't <laughs> know. Maybe, maybe if you don't ruin my kneecap before the freaking game, maybe I'll make a kick. How about that, coach? Right, I don't think striking oh, players is, is is good for business. I mean, and how about how about like like again the guys with jobs point of view on the topic, right? So like, you're the assistant coach, I'm the assistant coach. This guy comes in, tells us we suck and we're losers and we're incompetent. Like between you and me, which one of us is going to ask him first? Aren't you the guy that thought you were smart because you hired us three months ago, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm stupid and I'm a loser and you hired me, what's that make you? Right. I think one of us is going to ask that question pretty quickly. Oh, man, dude. It's urban buyer. <laughs> Get out, bro. Get out. Get out. Get out. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for somebody, it was funny. I was reading the article about his, his reaction to being let go. And you know he was apologetic, and 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 the one thing that he did say that I thought was funny is he was like losing like takes a little bit of your soul, and I'm just not used to losing, so I haven't had to process like my emotions like that. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a, it's that almost made sense to me, but then I'm like, no, it's it, it a kicker. You can't okay. kick the kicker because like, you, you lost like are there value. are there a certain number of things in life that while they make sense and may be totally true and reasonable, you just don't say them out loud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, and and then if, you, if I'm taking your giggling, so that means you agree that there are cases where that that kind of philosophy would apply. Could, is this one of those cases? Yeah. Is this like <laughs> I think of. this is one of those cases where it's like, listen, whatever you say, other than my bad, I'm out. 
anything past that is just it's excuse making. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like um it's like I'm having a hard time. Like I kicked this person because I'm I'm having a t- hard time being poor. I've been I've been rich for so long that it's hard to be poor. But yeah, it's kind of like the vibe that you that I catch off of a statement like that. So yeah, it, it cracked me up. Like I thought it was it was at least it seemed genuine. No, okay, I mean, so it's that, not that, a jerky thing to say but, or feel. It's a jerky thing to, like, right. it's a jerky yeah. thing to say and expect people to empathize with. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, like, exactly. like if that's what's in your heart and you really think, like, that's what happened to you here, like, you know what? You're not a bad guy for thinking that, but once you go past the whole keep it to yourself plan, now you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. I mean, I think it was a good move. I think just to even boost morale within the building, there, you know, with 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 being yes. where they're at, well, you know, record wise. Yes, yes, yes. Players that's have why, to feel good right now that the ownership. That's why I'm advising, advising all of this gambling optimism for Jacksonville this week. Like, I absolutely think it's going to be a morale booster just to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's. It's tough, but, uh, you know, with Jacksonville, first of all, they're playing the Texans. There you go. This is a great time to fire him. And, like, you know, if if they wanted to go for the morale boost the week they were getting set to play the Rams, maybe it wouldn't have had the same effect. Sure, sure. But this this is good timing. Like, yes, if you want the morale boost to correlate with the acceleration into a victory this week, Doing it the week you play Houston is good strategy. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so we, we definitely hit on running backs for maybe even too long today. But, um, no, we're trying to gauge, you know, what, what, what you have. Uh, some people do this keeper league stuff like oh. we do. Um, there's, there's some, some, some good candidates, uh, for the keeper situation. Um, and I think now is kind of the time, even whether you're in your fantasy playoffs, you know, or not, this is the time where you got to really kind of keep an eye on a few of those players that you drafted in the, you know, six to 10th round or maybe later. Um, who's kind of stepping up, who's sliding in, who has potential uh, to to do a little something next season so that you have a little bit of value there. When we're talking about looking ahead to the next draft, I'm looking at our draft in the brick house from this season. And the first thing I'm looking at is, like, man, you need to just draft your running backs. Like, like the guys – So you're not a fan of the running back zero anymore? Not right now. Like I think I still think there's a way to do it, but I don't I don't see the high end obvious receivers in, in enough quantity to go that route. Also tight ends. Like okay. I, I think the strategy at this point in time is go get your running back. Like the first fifteen guys off the board should be halfbacks. That that's what I see when I look at our, our draft. And the other thing I look tough. at oh, go ahead. is there's gonna be some new names. Like, like yeah, in that group of top, top 10, top 15 running backs, there's going to be several new names this year. Like, Josh Jacobs, you're a goner. Chris Carson, you're old news. All right? 
Saquon Barkley, you think anyone drafted him in the first two rounds? I, I mean, that's where that's a discussion because do I think he should be? No, absolutely not. But the guy is so talented. You know, he's coming off of like a pretty serious injury, and the team is sucked. So, like, if they piece together just a little bit more, I mean, and they've still actually competed. I mean, uh, they're not, they're but, not worse than Detroit. That's right, right. And so I'm saying, like, you know, a few more pieces there and actually maybe being healthy. Maybe he's still kind of, you know, hesitant after an injury. That now, that's possible. Maybe, maybe it's going to be, like, year two off the injury is the acceleration year. That's possible. But anything about well, his, his, his workplace associates and their job performance, I give him no pass on that because sure. – Detroit is the most deficient team in the NFL personnel wise. And Swift is still and Swift, Swift is still Swift is money. So yeah. it's like like this is scientifically proven. Like like the, the other part that you brought up is more than valid and if you want to stake your draft hopes on that idea, it's reasonable. But like giving him a pass because his workplace associates have been underperforming is a non-starter for me. Okay, I mean, good valid points. Just yeah, just throwing it out there. Like, is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, no, you I know? mean, I'm trying to help for some the guys. Folks. It is. I'm trying to help the folks. Like, look, man. Like, if that if that's where your instinct leads you, just consider Detroit. Like, like that team, like, like Daniel Jones is way closer to an NFL quarterback than Jared Goff. Like, way closer. So much closer. Sure, and even, even though sometimes it's not pretty, he does, he does create a little bit with the feet. No, no, he does. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of things about him where you're like, okay, I don't know what kind of quarterback that is, but it's something closer to what I want than Jared Goff. So, I, I mean, and how about their wide receiver group? Like, like their third or fourth best wide receiver is probably better than anyone the Lions have. But, like, the Lions would be so enthusiastic to take Darius Slayton right now. Yeah. True. Okay? True. Like, they, they True. didn't want to retain Kenny Galladay at that salary number. That's fair. The Giants are paying him too much. But that's, he's definitely a better player than Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like you're going the workplace associates route. Like I really want to share to people. Like we're trying to help you not lose your money, right? Be careful going that route. Trying to help you not lose your money. I, I, I like that. Like, I'm, from... take, I'm taking that with me. That's, that's what we're doing here. I'm trying to help you. Trying to keep my, con- my congregation from losing some money. <laughs> it was great. Was good. Also try to keep the cabinet locked on that Sacramento wine, right? Yes. Which is totally okay with me. Like, I, I don't mean for someone to hear that, like, I'm speaking in a pejorative tone about no, our friend. No, no, like, no, no. like, I think it makes him a cooler guy. But, that, you know, that's just me. 
<laughs> so so currently right now Taylor's ranked first. Kelsey, you know, ranked first amongst tight ends. Cooper yeah. Cup. Yeah. Uh Justin Herbert ranked first. Three hundred and forty three fantasy points. Last week did uh this last game did twenty seven point nine points. Um I think he's sliding up the ranks just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for for a draft time next next year. Oh, absolutely. Like like are you picking Herbert or Prescott? Herbert. Nah. You know, and actually, you know what? I will slow that down for a second because I, I said that too quick. Um, there's still a few games left in the regular NFL season. And I do think that it is possible uh, Dak's in like a little, little bit of a slump here. If he finished off strong for the rest of the season, then I would possibly still say Dak. Only and, because and you know, you know, you know what else a, I've been thinking about Dak is, is relative to what you were saying about Barkley. Is like, you know, if this is that down first year off an injury and then the second year off the injury is really when we get rolling again, I could see that. Yeah, and, and I, I do like yeah. the, oh, the weapons with Dallas. Oh, um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, so I, I, I chose him for, like, the, the question bait because I'm thinking, like, okay, who were the top five quarterbacks and how do they compare to Justin Herbert draft-wise, right? Like, he's not going ahead of Murray. He's not going ahead of Mahomes. He's not going ahead of Rodgers. Um, personally, I would favor Lamar Jackson still over Herbert. But, the, like, the next name on the list is kind of like Prescott, Brady, Herbert kind of stuff. Like, I'm going Herbert there. See, if we're going to if gonna throw Brady into the mix, I, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> uh, Brady's number two, Allen's number three. And Allen's, it's been, Allen, as, as much as I love the guy, it has been a sloppier season for him. He's had some, like, strangely bad games to still be at number three. Well, his big games are so fire. Like, that's, that he's, He's one of the ones that's really like, yeah, and and but like, he's been a player where, if you watched him the first three years, even him coming into his fourth year with the expectation of this is a star player, just the way that he plays is kind of like, he looks like a player that's leaving himself open to some sloppiness. He's a cowboy. Yeah, yeah he is. He is. And he, it's what yeah, I love he, about this. He, like, I mean, like, he, he has three revolvers and a cigarette in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, That's just yeah. his left hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he's really, yeah. like, he liked that. But that, so I think that's kind of what the sloppiness is about. Like, that's just him. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm showing my age here, but, like, Brett Favre kind of thing. Sure. Like, like always sure. capable of doing the most spectacular thing that happens on a given Sunday, but also spending a lot of time keeping the other team in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, think, that, I, I think that's who Josh Allen is. And well, yes, I, I, yes, but I will also add to that is he was real sloppy at the beginning. Oh and yeah, he has shown yeah, some yeah, discipline yeah. and focus into yeah. becoming yeah. more accurate. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, like he's moved he's past that. Still learned. 
he, he's moved past that little curve where, like, in the beginning, he was so sloppy where you're like, man, is this guy going to be able to have a full career or is he going to get cut? Exactly. And, and, then, so and, then, he, turned, moved, and then from that, he went to, to top three. Top he's, three. Moved, he's moved out of that territory. Like, I just compared him to Brett Favre. Sure. Like, sure. like there, there are several football-watching veterans out here that think that Brett Favre is their favorite quarterback, right? Like, so, it, it, you know, that, that I was intending to go in that direction. Like, this, this is an unquestioned great football player. But, like, it might be okay to just expect a certain degree of sloppiness out of him. That might just be kind of who he is as a player, as a person. Mm-hmm. Be reckless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reckless. That's yeah, that's a good word because it's uh, it's not always bad. But uh, no, no. A lot of times, the, a lot of times with him, the reckless decision making is kind of like the the classic the classic meme. Like the coach has both hands on their head and they're no, 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 no. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that. Yeah. that I think yeah, I that, called that, that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I call that play. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's what he does to the coach all the time. Yeah, yeah. See, see, see quite a bit of that, for sure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I did kind of forget him when I was naming the high quarterbacks, but. What about eh. Brady, though? What about Brady? After after proving two seasons in a row, not only was he like efficient year one, but like has also excelled and done very much regular Tom Brady things consistently this season. He's he's ranked at number two. Uh, where does he fall in the in the rankings next year? Well, does it, go, is it is it stay like the Herbert, Allen, Jackson? Mahomes is has Brady. Do you think Brady should go higher than Mahomes next year? No, I, I think that the drafters would be within the realm of appropriate decision making to favor youth. Like, and and if I had to guess, like if there is room for one old guy in the top five, it's it's Rogers. That's my guess. Like I, th- I think for the duration of Brady's career, he's going to be available at draft value, like like plus value. Where like whatever whatever you draft him at, there's going to be several quarterbacks drafted before him that don't score as well as he does. Right. So like like and and like what I'm discerning is that's the context of the discussion. It's not like, do you think he's going to finish second as quarterback next year? It's where do I think he's going to get drafted in the next draft? So, yeah, I think the drafters are going to be favoring you, and I don't think that's wrong. All right. I mean, this is, this is all good discussion. Yeah, this yeah. I mean, and, and you know, but that if you're a person that hangs back on quarterback in your draft and all the Allen, Murray, Jackson, Herbert, like all that is dried up, but Brady's still there, like, yeah, you should consider yourself an opportunist and capitalize. Like, I'm, not, I'm certainly not intending to project that I think he's washed. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't expect him to be going up in that high, high tier of quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's, that's where maybe there's better draft value with Brady for next season because yes. maybe people do assume he's, 
he's uh, maybe maybe that's who you're kind of looking to snipe in that. Yeah. Like, as yeah. soon as yeah, whatever that, whatever league you're yeah. in, you know, yeah. if if guys start taking Mahomes and Jackson in the first round, obviously you need to stick around and take up some of these running backs. Yeah. Uh, but but as soon as you know the the next tier, you know, the Allen, the Herbert starts kind of coming off the board. Maybe that is worth the the jump taking Brady a round or two earlier, but not obviously not first couple of rounds, but he might be worth it just because there's some efficiency there. You know, Absolutely. He's really, Absolutely. He's worth really, Absolutely. If, so, so, so last, last year, I, I can't, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but last year, you know, he's still finishing top 10. Top yeah. eight, I believe. That, I, I want to say seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then this year being two, okay. And last year they won the Super Bowl. This year, he's been even better. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult for me to say like, nah, he's a. You got to wait for the seven, eighth round to take a quarterback. Like, no, you don't have to. Uh, I think Brady's probably at the bottom end of quarterbacks to make a reach for. But I do think I do think he does fit that category. Uh, um, <clears throat> I mean, the guy doesn't eat strawberries, man. He's going to be around to play games Facts. next season. Facts, like like it, as far as I know, Aaron Rodgers still eats ice cream like a regular human, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, I I agree. Like like and and I like I tried to tell the people like. Like, my context of answering these questions is, where do I expect them to be drafted? Like, it's not, like, where would I recommend drafting them or where do I see myself going for a particular guy? It's just, like, what do I think the consensus opinion is going to yield come, come July and August of this year? Okay, so I have, I have something I want to say about this, okay? Okay. The Brady versus Rodgers, because you talked okay. about if there's an old guy that's going to do it, it's Rodgers. I think yeah. that it's more likely, okay, and this is uh, pure speculation well, way too early. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that Brady can stay consistent and productive in a situation he's in than the possibility of Rodgers not being happy with his organization, like especially like coming up to the draft. If Rodgers doesn't get a say in the draft, then – I feel like that's kind of one of those where you it, it created so much drama kind of off season this past year that um, it seems like there could be like a, a, a more serious effect uh, on Rogers' performance when he's unhappy than Brady. Like Brady's not going to deal with any of that crap. Like <laughs> if he says it, he he gets it, and he's like he just. He, he 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 goes sits down in that chair for the Hertz commercial and recharges himself and uh and just and just smiles and you know on to the next one has a smoothie but Rogers I feel like has to fight for everything he wants on the roster and with the organization and I think this year he he completely was has been an amazing specimen in regards to football but I think it was he was playing mad I think yeah, he, la- I think last year when he won the MVP, weird... I I agree with that. Like that that was a fu kind of thing. Yes, and really and, 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 and actually, I I agree. 
So, like, now if I'm going to change my, my tone and talk about where I would be comfortable drafting all these guys, like, I would favor youth first. I would go Mahomes, Murray, Allen, Prescott, Herbert, Jackson, over either either of these old guys. So okay. now for okay. me, let's say I'm, I, I laid off the heavy draft investment on quarterback. All, all the young guys that I consider to be elite are unavailable. Both old guys are available, and I'm ready to draft my quarterback. I would select Brady. Okay. Oh, oh, uh-oh. Hold, hold it down. So, yeah, this is a, this is a, good, it's a good conversation. I mean, I can, I can hear arguments for both sides. I really do know that Aaron Rodgers – I mean, the the gel he's had with Adams and even some of the other guys, though. I mean, he got Cobb for a little bit. Lazard's playing all right. Um, there's, he's, he's able to connect with multiple people. And Jones and Dylan, I think, next year could be very fun, usable players. So I, I, I don't like rooting against Aaron Rodgers. He's just that good. Yeah. So, like, I get it. But there's still a lot of weapons on Tampa. Um, I, I actually feel like initially, I think if you would have, we would have talked about this earlier in the season, I would have said Rodgers was going to do a little bit better. Uh, but Tampa's defense is better than Green Bay's. So I yeah. like that, you know, keeping, yeah. keeping, keeping somebody on the field, right? Yeah. But um, as of late, Green Bay's defense has been stepping up. They've really helped out in some big games. Um, I think if there's any moves or, or things done on the defensive side in the offseason, uh, Green Bay's defense would definitely, definitely benefit and, and be closer to a top tier than what they were at the start of this season. I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know where the fantasy defense should be drafted. I mean, I don't even know how to tell people to draft fantasy defenses, to be honest. But um, I recently read that over the last month, so that would be the last four, maybe five games played, Green Bay is first in the NFL in pass rush win rate. Like, they're pressuring quarterbacks. Better than anybody over the last month. They they are they are and and the and in the backs in the defensive backs, um, I feel like are ranked much lower, but have still come up and made plays at clutch times. Yeah, have, like to me, their defense seems like a clutch defense, not just oh, a straight I, fantasy I, monster. I agree. I agree. And then also what we know about years of watching football, like. When the pass rush is successful, the job of the coverage unit becomes easier. easier because yeah, the amount, amount of time that they're required to be in coverage is less. Like we're talking seconds. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, like, and, and the pressure creates mistakes. So no, Yeah, yeah. I mean because because it's like now you're in a hurry to get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. So like like if, if you know, a standard if, if we if we have an unsuccessful pass rush unit and I'm a coverage person. I might have to be in coverage for three, four, or five seconds. But if, if, if the pass rush is constantly breathing on someone's chin, uh, well, now I only have to cover for three seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it does. It makes a difference. It does it make a difference. difference. Now, I, I do think that Jair Alexander has, has kind of separated himself. Like, he is now for sure one of the 
top, top younger defensive backs that we have. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He he's he's big time. He's prime time for sure. <laughs> but yeah, like the Packers defense. And then when you're comparing Rodgers and Brady, like another part of it is like like it's kind of a popular opinion that Rodgers isn't gonna be playing on Green Bay next year. So now now we're back to the stuff we talked about with all those running backs. Like, okay, well what what is the off season development's gonna bring? What team is he going to? <laughs> you know? Sure. Is he going to Miami? Sure. Is he going to Houston? Like, what do we think about that, right? Like, what? Like, is someone going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and sign Devontae Adams in free agency? Is that doable for someone? No. I, I, mean, I mean, isn't it fun to think about? I mean, yeah, it's fun to think about. Sure. I mean, and why? And, and now, now that it's fun to think about, so we're thinking about it. Well, why is it impossible? Well, definitely not impossible. I just said, I didn't say impossible. I just said not. Okay, okay. <laughs> Nah, is different than impossible. I just no, think yeah, that yeah, it, no, I hear you. I hear you. Fair enough. But, but if like, it happened, if it happened, we can make a half a show about that. And yeah, no, I mean, like, until, until it officially doesn't happen, that's kind of like what I'm rooting for. Is is for for, for for a team to figure out? I, hey, well. I don't know. Like, I feel like the Packers are going to use whatever measures they have available to them to make sure he doesn't end up on a team in their division. Which, which I would imagine, much like Brett Favre, what Aaron Rodgers wants is to play on a team in that division. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. Right? Like, exactly. like, it seems like a very extreme FU scenario. Doesn't it? It does. It does. So, like, it does. It, like, just like Brett Favre going to the Vikings, like, it, like that would be the ultimate FU move, would be to go to a team in that division and, and then win the division. Oof. Like, go, 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 so play, go play a game at Lambeau and have all the fans cheering for you. Heard so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, right. that, right. that, that's right. the right. FU move. All right. So, so we got some fun hypotheticals going there. But uh, are there any games this week that you really feel like um, are worth a gamble? Just from a gambling perspective, um, you know, nothing heavy. You don't have to put a lot of money down. But what what games, even, even for pride amongst buddies, do you think that you might be able to gamble on a little bit this week? Jacksonville. Oh, that's a good first one. Okay. Atlanta, so, and like everything Jacksonville. Jacksonville with the points, the over, Trevor Lawrence passing yards. Um, if you're doing DFS, buy James Robinson. Like everything Jacksonville, I would put money on this week. Okay, okay. Um, Arizona, Detroit. Arizona is minus 12.5 with the over of 48. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. Twelve and a half. I mean, I think line. So we're skipping over it. All right, skipping over that one. Um, the Jets and the Dolphins. The Jets are plus ten and a half. The over is forty-two. I I don't want to touch. 
I think the over could be interesting because it's a low number. Okay, but we'll we'll just we'll skip that. So we got Jacksonville. We've taken Jacksonville on everything. So we got one. Dallas versus the New York Football Giants. Dallas is minus eleven and a half. Mm. Over under is forty three and a half. That's my favorite like over. over so far. Forty-three and a half and over. I like it. Yeah, more so than the other one that you liked. I, I like that one. Okay. All right. So there's two. Uh, Carolina Buffalo. Carolina is plus fourteen. The over under is forty-three. I don't know if I like this one. No, I don't like it. No, I, I think this is this is a week where you're going to get a lot of favorites win the game. I just don't know how many of them are going to cover with these high spreads. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Um, San Francisco, uh, Vegas, San, San Francisco minus eight and a half. And the over-under like is 47 and a half. I like Atlanta. You like Atlanta? Atlanta plus eight and a half? Yeah, now they, they let me down last week, so maybe, but... Like that, my instinct is to like Atlanta to cover. Um, I mean, Jacksonville is only favored by six, man. That that's a ugh. Now Tennessee, Tennessee at Pittsburgh is currently listed as a pick'em. Yeah, like, I see that. I see that, that. Like, what do you do with that? Mm, I mean, you just play the over under at this point. Under. 43 and a half. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Denver is minus three at home against Cincinnati. I was, yeah, that was the next one. So we got got Cincinnati, uh, Denver. Denver minus three with the under at 44. I don't know. I I like the over on this. I know Vegas is sticking the under. I like the over. I I don't. I mean, and, and I've had I've had a hard time picking Cincinnati games this year. They're real Jekyll and Hyde. But there's still been fairly good point score. I mean, I know a lot of it was earlier on in the season, but still, Burrow yeah. to Chase, uh, Mixon playing well. I mean, like you're, I'm trying to think of like touchdown scored, right? So, so Mixon gets one, either Chase or whoever said receiver, you know. Uh, gets one, and then Denver. You're looking at Williams getting one, Gordon getting one. <clears throat> well, and then still the possibility of 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 a passing. I mean, not passing a receiver touchdown. All right. A lot of times. So, so I'm just saying it's 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 close. It's close. So here here's here's where where I'm looking at that, like. Okay, you laid it out. Like, all that sounds like stuff that could happen. For some reason, the bookmakers are actually favoring Denver. So that means they think something good is going to happen for Denver. So now I'm asking myself, what is it that they think could possibly happen good for Denver? And the first thing I'm thinking about is Joe Burrow out there running for his life because that's what he's been doing for the better part of two years now. And so if he's out there running for his life, can we really take for granted all these touchdowns? I mean, 
Like, you, you laid out how we could make it to the over. So I'm trying to present, like, okay, well, that sounds reasonable, but why, why are the bookmakers favoring the under right now? Maybe that's why. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, just... I, I, like, I like Green Bay to cover nine points at Baltimore. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, the New Orleans-Tampa game, that's a lot of points. They're saying yeah. New Orleans under 11 and a half. Under 45, under 45 and, a half. and a half. Under. Yeah, yeah, I could probably I could probably vibe on that. Yeah. Uh, Vegas-Cleveland is coming out to be uh, a Monday night game at five. Uh, Vegas plus three and a half. I mean, is that because Cleveland has so many guys missing? Yeah, I mean, there's the, like, 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 is that is that, that Vegas? Like, yeah, is, is messed yeah. up this week, bro. I mean, that we, that's they could be getting of, guys back. I mean, yeah. like that guys missing at an alarming rate is kind of the reason why I'm cool talking about next year's draft scenarios right now, like. Telling people what to do on their fantasy lineup card almost seems pointless. Like, with all the guys that are set to miss the game this week, it's kind of like, well, pull up your team, look at your roster, and then put put in whoever doesn't have a little red O next to their name. That's, that's, that, that, that's my big lineup advice for the public. Like, seriously, it's that bad. Who Who's playing? Start that guy. All right, good. Job's done. The next discussion. Um, only a couple of games left here. So Minnesota, Chicago, Minnesota minus six. I like Chicago to cover at home. Okay. All right. Seattle, uh, the Seahawks, Rams, Seahawks plus six and a half. Over under is forty five and a half. I don't want to mess with it. And then the last one, Washington uh, football team against Philadelphia Eagles. Washington football team plus six and a half. Um, if if Hurts plays, I think they cover the touchdown. And the over/under is forty-two. That's low as hell. I don't want to mess with it. Like it's those low ones scare me sometimes. All right. Well, that's some games. Hold on one second. You got a caller here. Hey. Hey now. Happy Football Sunday. Welcome to Brickhouse Fantasy Radio. What's going on? What's up, boys? Hey there. What's happening, Mark? What's happening, Mark? How you doing, man? It's Dave, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, like you thought that was Mark? Oh, shame on you. For, for a second. Shame, yeah. shame on you. No, no. You're, you're in a three-minute timeout. Go I ahead. I don't feel bad at all. I don't even feel bad. Put in the box. Put in like, the box. <laughs> For the last for the last three weeks, Mark has called in or been available. You've been sleeping, so when I heard the, I was like, "Hey, there he is." I didn't even look at it. I just yeah, got the red light. I just woke up. Assumed. Good morning. No, I, Good morning. I knew who it was immediately. Good afternoon. I, I think I think that you earned yourself a three minute timeout, and I'm just gonna talk to my friend for a couple of minutes here. All right, go for it. in the corner. How you doing today, Dave? <laughs> Pretty good, buddy. Good okay. luck. Good luck today. Good luck today in the first yeah, game of the playoffs. Like, it's a two-week matchup for us, so that's the good thing. Like, 
no pressure, like just don't blow it, right? Looks like we're off to a pretty high number start, though. This is good. No, kid, yo, I mean, I was so upset that you have Tariq Hill, like, because I got the Mahomes points and you recovered nearly yeah. all of them, Tariq Hill. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Beautiful thing, though. I mean, for you. Yeah, for you. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. not, not bad for you Yeah, and then, and then I, was look, I was looking across in, in the other playoff matchup on our league where – like, Kelby's got Rodgers, but Brandon has Devontae Adams. It's the same crap. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is the same crap. Like, okay, you're happy you got Rodgers, but guess what? He's going to steal the majority of those points right back from them. Yep. So that, that, that happens. Not. At least it only happened yeah, I mean, once. It, now, I mean, what, now here, the last time you and I had a two-week matchup, I was so far behind in the second week that it was done. So now yeah. this time, this time the agenda is don't blow it in the first week. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's sure. it. Don't, don't, don't blow For it in sure. the first week. I mean, cause I actually beat you by a good amount on that second week and it, it, like, it just didn't matter. I was behind by so much. It was just like, all right, we're done. Whatever. It definitely got close at the end. That's for sure. That, that was fun, man. Yeah. That, that was, that, that was an exciting playoff. I know, one. I know, I, I I beat the commish by less than a point to make it to the finals against you. Ooh, that was a close one. Yeah, and, and again, in, in, never a happy about that. in a two-week matchup, I'm beating him by like point three six points. Like it was crazy. Like what? What? What is that? Okay, timeout's over. Do you remember the margin on that commish? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was point three something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's That's cool. Like, you're making him relive I'm, I'm, a very I'm, I'm bad moment. I'm about to be playing in <laughs> leagues that are this competitive. Like, I wouldn't want to play in a league where the same people made it to the finals every time. And like, like, come on, forget that. Yeah. Like, so like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with reliving it. Time. I'm okay with reliving it. I've got, I've got plenty of good <laughs> memories to outweigh the bad. So it's okay. It's okay. I've. Yeah, I beat him on bad, uh, bad, bad third tiebreakers. So like it, 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 it ends up yeah. evening itself out. It, it, it always yeah. evens itself out. I mean, it, it is what it Dude, is. I lost, you know, I, I got lost the championship by less than a point. I know you mean. I have sucks. zero championships. That is what is. Well, when you got as many rings as as the commission does, you know, what's one more? Yeah. Yeah. See, exactly. like, and, then, and then I'm able to relive that. See, so it's okay. It's a, I can take the good with the bad. That's okay. Yeah. He's yeah. being awfully uh, quiet over many, there, but Mr. Nine and Five over there has got quite a chance to win the uh, the brick house. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's quietly uh, over there. Are you nine and five also, Mister? No, I'm ten and four. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sound. You played in a lot of different leagues. Um, have you won, like, I know outside of just Brickhouse, because you've done, like, you know, free leagues, other other people and stuff like that. Have you won any others outside of uh, our setup? Because I know you, you did win, you know. Yeah, I won one before we started. Before we started, I won one on ESPN. And then okay. I came in what second on on this one in Brickhouse twice, right? And then I won the twice. Powers. No, not twice. You haven't been in there twice. No, he he oh, has been second twice. twice. Like he he was second to you once, 
and he was second to uh, Matt Luke. Oh, that's right. That's the one I was forgetting, Matt. I knew yeah. it was one, but I forget, yeah. I forget about Matt Luke. Yeah. Yeah, the one with Matt. So, the one with Matt was the one that I lost, I lost by like tenth of a yeah, point or a couple tenths of a point. Yeah. It was bad. All it was Peyton Manning's last game. Where all he had to do was throw one completion, one completion. Okay. Didn't do okay. it the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean this is this is what's good, man. There's a lot of competition here. I like competition. It. Yeah. I like it. Like for me, that's what makes me looking forward to continue play for the next however many years. Is like it's competitive. Like like when back when I first started playing fantasy football, I used to win the free leagues like more than I lost. Like like if I played at the time, ESPN would allow you to play ten free leagues. I mean, I used to win seven of them. Okay. So, uh, like play, playing with you guys, where it's like there's actually a chance to lose. That's more fun, I think. It's never fun to win. So, by so speaking. Speaking of speaking of competitive, you know, competitive leagues. Okay. So we've 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 discussed a few different things to keep it competitive. You know, we try to keep everything to a vote. Uh, you know, we try to put out fantasy football radio where you can call in to like get advice and that kind of stuff. And we've discussed now what would happen if maybe certain people, and this is, I want to clear this up on air, live air really quick, because I've done all of the math. Um, an individual in, in a single league, you know, I thought at the time was taking away an opportunity for me to be in the playoffs by not setting a lineup. Okay. It has come to fruition here that that's not the case. I would not have, made it into the playoffs in the Founding Fathers League regardless of somebody setting their lineup or not setting the lineup. I did not create the points enough for myself to make it into that league. But doing so, we've discussed possibly, like, fines for that kind of thing. Okay? Um, if you, you keep somebody other, out of the play by not setting anybody, Any other leagues? No. I, Has anybody I, ever called I, or anybody I, got any feedback on how they do it in their league? Um, no, I did discuss no. this actually no. once with an, with an individual um, that thought it was a good idea, but was very specific about for what weeks. Um, another dude, he's played fantasy football for, you know, 12 or 13 years, I think, and um, yeah. thought that, like, yeah, that week's 10, you know, 10 through 14 are a little more crucial, even though, yes, it, yeah, a, a loss is a loss, but, like, it was agreed upon that. You know, it, there is some 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 merit because everybody's playing in weeks one and two. So, yeah. like, if you do yeah. set a lineup that week, it's like it's it's more likely you know an accident. But when you don't set a lineup in week thirteen, it's most likely because you're not winning. Yeah. You know, so the lack of interest. So, like that kind of vibe and, seems to be kind of and something else is like. Like the amount of time available to recover from whatever negative action was taken. Like, if something true, true. goes down in week two, you got ten weeks to really just ball out and separate yourself and overcome the nonsense. But like, if you're if you're in a battle for like one or two remaining playoff spots in the last week or two, and then someone's out right. here with this type of crap, like that really could be what seals it, and you have no time to recover. And then plus, 
plus just just like the general like humanity side of it, it's way more annoying at that part of the season. It's just noticed. Yeah, it's just yeah, noticed. Yeah, like in the first three, four, five weeks, you're not like looking at the standings and the points like three times a week because you're nervous and stressed out. But when when the playoffs are soon approaching, like that's something that is definitely gonna be way more noticed, like you said. Like and this is also something that we're we're discussing now because the league as a whole is com- very competitive. Everybody was very competitive this last season or two. Yeah. So like, like earlier on in, 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 in the creation of these leagues, like, yeah, some people don't, you know, it's all just fun. It's like something competitive to do with the guys, but like not everybody's taking it as seriously. And now people are taking it very seriously. People are, are playing the waivers. People are considering the trades and making discussions that, that normally wouldn't do that. So when it comes down to how competitive your league is, I think that's what makes these conversations fun is, like, how do you keep it that way? How do you keep it fair? How do you keep it? So whether or not there's a fine for not setting a lineup or, uh, I mean, we definitely you know, the last who, who place, shows up? Something for the last who, who place guy, some kind of punishment where you got to wear, like, a, a, a fake neck tattoo that says last place or something or go to IHOP and eat pancakes. I don't know, something. Definitely need to get a last place punishment. Yeah, I agree. on top of everything I else. Agree. I think, I, I, I think. I, yeah, I mean, a, la- a last place punishment is cool. Like, there's a bunch of like fun stuff on the internet you can look up. And I, I still like the idea of a fine. Like, you know, I'm just in the sense either. of like, even if you're pulling this crap, like, okay, in the brick house this year, I think there's one league member that we kind of all know has offended on this front more frequently than some of the other offenders. I don't know who that could be. That person is nowhere near last place. As a matter of no, fact, no. if that person, that person hadn't failed to set before. a lineup, if that person <laughs> hadn't failed to set a lineup multiple times, they very well could be in the playoffs instead of me. True. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So it's like, it's really like, it's not, like, yes, a last place punishment would be cool just as its own separate thing, but I don't think it's the full solution to this problem. I no. think fines is definitely the way to go. I think it's definitely a good start, though, doing both. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. And, and it's um, fun. Also, what about, what about just really quick, it's, it's something that Levi and I discussed. Just hear your two cents. Uh, so we make this league – you know, competitive, and we're discussing fines for not setting a roster. Is do you think that there's any correlation to trying to keep it competitive, um, and being available for your draft? Are you in the sense that, like, hey, if you want to compete in a league like this, you should draft, or be happy with just a straight auto draft, right? Like. There can't be any in between there. If you if you don't want to draft, you just want to auto draft. That's fine. Yeah. But you can't be upset about auto drafting if you're not going to show. Well, I mean, we've only had a couple. Or be available for a draft. People actually auto drafted, right? I mean, I know Brandon auto drafted before, and his team yeah. came out really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I know some people yeah, draft the first, the first weeks, what, five or six, and then all the draft. That not fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. I mean, like, the, the, the true test of the fantasy season showed, like, in a scientific fashion. Like, yes, the draft is important, but what's more important is how you play your roster for the next 12 weeks. True. And, 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 and like, waiver. Brandon did on the draft, and I'm sure, I'm sure he ended up with some players that he wouldn't have picked under his own volition, but he, he is a baller, and he made it to the finals with an auto-pick team. So now, now we have scientific evidence that, like, yeah, the draft's important, but it's not as important as what comes next. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many people this from your draft lineup actually made it through the whole season? You know? Yeah, I mean, so play, playing the waivers is a big deal. And then also just deciding who to start and who to bench from week to week is like, like that's not something that's easily done. No. So, so you give no, that. It has worked the other. It has worked the other way as well, where you know I, I've drafted a team that I could almost kind of set and forget and just literally swap out the guys who aren't playing. <laughs> Yeah, and done well is, and that's happened more times than auto draft teams making it to the finals. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, loot, loot winning. He he drafted like almost crappy, and then also played that well, but but was still available from both aspects and had won in only one season. Yeah, uh, Quest so drafted well enough. Drafted, yeah, yeah Quest won off the strength of his draft. Like if you look at who had that year, like he, and he 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 also didn't play players that season as well. Well, that he does that every year. So so that's just that's the thing. I'm just saying like you can you can draft yourself into the playoffs. Yes, you can. And I think it's 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 uh, obviously this is all, all of this is gambling. We're playing off of injuries. We're playing off of now. It's totally different with COVID too. Oh and more players God. out and stuff like yeah. that. So that's a thing. That's a thing. So I just I just I just think that there could be like an importance to the same way of setting the lineup is trying to get the guys that you want to play. I think there's there's a little bit of hand in hand there. It can be done, and you're right. We do have scientific evidence. <laughs> I like, I like to. Uh, I want to know what your hypothesis was uh, <laughs> at the beginning of that scientific method here. But um, <laughs> if you draft well, you're not guaranteed. But if you <laughs> if you auto draft and you play well with the waivers, you still have a chance. Is, you know, yeah, still got a shot. And it, that's that's it's facts. It's facts. You're not wrong. I mean, I haven't seen anybody auto draft a terrible team yet. That's for sure. Yeah, I not mean, that was league. one of the things about about Brandon's team when he auto drafted. It was like, really, he was got good. the team he got because those are all the guys that the rest of us didn't pick. If you were, if you think about it, like anyone that he had on his team could have been on someone else's team. Like that's what happens when you auto pick. You get the leftovers, and. I mean, what's that Sometimes mean? Does that mean we all drafted good. badly? I think that's what it means. Well, there's a lot of different strategies to draft, and that's for sure. Got it. You got any? You got any uh, like roster concerns, questions, thoughts for the week? Or are you just setting it, leaving it alone, and, and hoping for the best? I'm just waiting for. I'm waiting to see what happens with Fournette. 
I'm gonna I might trade him out for uh Evans. I'm just gonna wait till the game and see what happens, but uh he's about my only concern at the I moment. Got, I got that's that. What's that? Okay, what's, what do you got? Um Marquise Brown is kinda like kind of the only guy I have unless I go to the waivers here at the last minute. But I'm like I'm nervous about it just because I mean, I don't know what the Ravens are without Lamar. I mean, they are a Freeman type okay. of running back team. They're a running team first. Yeah, I mean, they're a running team even if they have Lamar. Now they don't have Lamar. Like, and then Freeman even that, like, like, and then, okay, so also Marquise Brown is questionable. And, like, he's projected more points than any of the available alternatives. So, I mean, how, how scared am I? I don't know. Like, I think I'm scared enough to play someone that is projected fewer points than him, but I don't know if that's like, like – is that a panic move? What do you think? I don't, I don't think it's a panic move. I don't um, think so either. These are – you're talking about, like, these are like tier three kind of players. So I mean, like, I mean, on my I have DeAndre Carter, but I'm nervous just because it's Washington and they have so many guys with COVID, like they could scratch him at any minute. And I, I have KJ Osborne. So those are my on roster alternatives. And then the waiver options that looks kind of interesting were um, Gage and Gallup. Hmm. Gage is uh, Gage is so yeah. He's, he's, he's not he's not he's not used the way you'd think he would be given the weapons available. Um, I mean, so from a volume really standpoint, it's there. Like he's, nobody's yeah, taking over that Julio position though, where they use him every game like that. You know, Gage is like he, if he's open, he's, he's open. He's he, not quite he, good enough to beat his I, opponent. I believe that to times. be incorrect. Like, he's getting six or eight targets every game. He's getting six or eight targets, but he can't beat his man. Like, he's just not good enough to beat some of these better corners. And that's the issue. He's well, like, he's okay, but he's not Julio. Like those, he's just not Julio. How many of those, can't how many of those get passes it. were Matt Ryan, like, under pressure? Or I'm just curious because maybe he's the safety valve that's not getting the most Yeah, and, and then how, how many of these better corners that you've mentioned are playing for the 49ers this week? Mm-hmm. 49ers got a good defense. There has been some weird speculation that Atlanta could, could beat San Francisco, though. No, Atlanta's five and two on the road. I don't know know how that happens, but, yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta's a good road team. Like, yeah. So are the Cardinals. I've been killing on the road this year. Well, the Cardinals are killing everything. Like, like they're possibly the best team in the football. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Yeah, like the only game that they had all their guys and didn't look that great was the Green Bay game, and that that was a month and a half ago. So it's possible we don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> maybe, like out. Yeah, I mean, out, even out. on even on on how how that went down, like like the one game that they had their guys and looked not that good. Like maybe I'll care about that if they play Green Bay in the playoffs. True Other enough. than that. 
I'm lo- I'm looking at Arizona like, yo, that's a powerhouse. Like, seriously. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. That that's a that's a powerhouse. Like, I, about... I don't even know like like what I think about the Hopkins. Like like this this is another test of my theory, like, you know, that wide receivers aren't actually that important to a football team. Like that this is a test case. Wide receivers aren't that important in a football game. I, I think wide receiver is I think wide receiver is that is a Levi statement if I've ever heard I, one. I mean <laughs> it's, it's, it's a statement that I've been claiming to be true for several years. And I like yeah, I think it's the least important position on the football field. Wow. Well, and that's, and that's listen. You know what's funny is it's it's actually okay to state something that bold because we're a fantasy football show, and they are I, very much important. You know, to oh to our yeah, position oh here. yeah. So, so, so you yeah. know, you're, you are definitely allowed to make the bold statements. Uh, yeah. In, in, in the football, and and, and, I, and I'm aware of like football, like like what, it, what I'm aware of what a wide receiver is to a fantasy football roster. Like yes. Right? But what like, about what they do to an actual not, roster, like taking double left, coverage? I'm not starting a left guard on my fantasy team, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But, right now we're talking about, right now it's like, okay, the Cardinals are a powerhouse, Hopkins is out, what is that? So, in, in that context, like, my, my theory applies. Like, we're going to test the theory. How important is a wide receiver? In in my opinion, not that important. Like, yeah. like the better ones, like the ones that really are better than the rest, are more, are very much important. And Hopkins does appear to be one of those. And another thing is, yeah, those, Hopkins those takes two guys off the line every time. Those you know what I mean? Hopkins, Hopkins, get, Hopkins like, gets, gets double so, covered. Oh, Hopkins is is definitely elite at his craft. Like, that's one question. Exactly. And, and, and guys like that, they open up the run game. They're taking another guy off the line. And, I mean, they, they, and another thing is, as far as, far as like, the, the, the details or the depth of my theory, I do think that their, their, importance, their importance increases when, when they're playing with a great quarterback, right? Like, like the DeAndre Hopkins-level receiver is going to be more valuable to a team that has Kyler Murray. Than compared to how valuable he would be to a team that had Tua. Hey, be nice to my team though. Your team is on fire. So what do you think? <laughs> like the, the, the main things that we've discussed on today's program would be like projecting some of what we think is going to be going down in next year's draft, right? And and just the the devastation of the COVID stuff, it really it it makes start sit questions kind of irrelevant. Like, play play the thing, guys. It throws a wrench in everything. That's for sure. Let's talk about Michael Thomas for a second. He's a bum. What should I do with him? Keep him. <laughs> set him. He's going to get traded. What the hell happened to him? Kept him all year on my bench. Decided not to play. Mm. No, we both discussed this. As I actually, <clears throat> I'm a little higher on Michael Thomas than than DC is here, but uh, he did make he's made a couple of points. Is that like I don't know if he would be he, he's been wide receiver one for 
or in the mix of top three, top four for a long time. But that was with Breeze before Issues, and now, uh, you know, does he become uh, like a second or third tier wide receiver on a different team? Yeah, that's you know, kind of if he I goes think. Like, else, yeah, I, he I, really, I don't does think he, like when we talk about DeAndre Rams, Hopkins, does he outshine Cooper Cup? You know, does he no. outshine? OBJ no. on that same team, like it, no. it's, it's kind of tough. No, because it, like, it depends on if you're the only option there, and you're gonna get yeah. 15 targets and, a game. And then, and yes, yeah, and then, and then like how competent is the offense? Like, yeah, I think you should drop them. I think you should drop them and then reassess at a later day. Yeah. that's my thought. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, I'm not going to pick him up. Yeah, I don't think he would be. I, I don't think he would be like a super exciting keeper option. No. It depends on where he goes though. If he winds up going to a team that yeah. throw first, like you know what I mean? It, you never know. I mean you never I mean, I know. Pick him up. I pick him up six like, or seven. So I mean my opinion is that he would not be a super exciting keeper option. At best he gives you your value at best. Yeah, like like when we talked about when we all agreed Hopkins is like certainly in the the best available class of wide receiver, like as far as yeah. just athletic capabilities of a human being, like Hopkins is the elite of the elite. I don't think Thomas even touches that zone. Like to me, he's, he's just a good guy. Yeah, he was a volume. He was a volume guy, and and there was good you know connection chemistry. I mean, and, and that, that offense volume, was so but... organized and competent and just efficient. Like, yeah, and he would get 13 targets a game for a while. And and they really right. knew how to just spring him open, like just open. And, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think he gets that anywhere. Like, if he goes to a team where he's going to be like in a group of of strong receiving targets, then he could play well. If he I know, I've had him on my team for many years. I, I think if he if he goes to a desperate is. franchise that wants to pay him a bunch of money, like and and they suck, then I think he's not going to do much for you. I mean, like let's say he went to like the Washington football team where all they really got is McLaren. You know, no. I think he does well at a place like that. No, no. I don't no. like not not no. unless they no. sign Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Right, wait, listen, listen, gentlemen. We we got we're out of time. We got forty five seconds. We got forty five seconds left of this show. So, Dave, thanks thanks for calling in today. Definitely, yes. we can continue this conversation on the next round. But uh, thanks to everybody who is listening. Uh, please check out that sportstalkdt.com and look us up. Uh, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcast, as well as Intune. Just search IFM Radio Nation. And uh, we will be available to you uh, next Sunday. Uh, if you want to call in, 515-605-9898. Or get at us on the Instagram, at Brickhouse Fantasy Radio, for any of those later questions. But thank you so much for joining us. Like a Make up.